Science education, fitness too. Molecular moms got it all for you. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I have another interview for you with uh, Catherine Forrestie. She is the founder and CEO of Impresaria Consulting. Um, and so I just wanted to interview her because uh, I was put in, in contact with her. She reached out to me when I was at Premier uh, for some uh, controls in a project that she was working on as a consultant <clears throat> to help another lab get a test up and going for them. And so that's, that's how I sort of was introduced to her. And recently I also have been sort of contemplating opening my own consulting business and going more of the entrepreneurial route. And I hadn't really thought about that before. And there aren't a lot of women that I know of in science that are entrepreneurs. So I thought it would be great to talk to uh, Dr. Katie. Uh, about how she uh, got to where she's at, starting her own business, and hey, you can you can take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I get the microphone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for having me, Amanda. Um, I hope that somehow this conversation might encourage other women who are thinking of taking the big leap to to take control of their own destiny, to write their own fate and um, strike it on their own and do their own thing, be their own boss. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, not sure where to start. If you wanted me to sort of just dive in and like jump into the yeah, whole Yeah, so, so like just quickly, where, where did you go to school and like so what you did to get to this point to feel confident enough to be like, okay, I'm ready to, to strike out on my own. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I studied at both the University of Louisville and the University of Pittsburgh. Um, my degree actually had all the credits transferred back from the University of Pittsburgh to UofL, um, because otherwise I would have been in school for like 10 more years. <laughs> you know how that goes? Yeah. So um, I've always been a science nerd, always loved, you know, learning about the universe and atoms and how things worked and stuff like that. So... Um, that part sort of came naturally. My path to entrepreneurship, so, you know, boy, this is sort of like the big can of worms, right? Yeah. So at one point in time, I was working at a reference lab. And, you know, I loved, I loved to build things. So the thing that, that really excited me about this position is that I got to build this thing from scratch. So... SOPs, training people, validation, like you name it, I had to do it. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, the thing that, that sort of, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, like one of those little earworms that like thought that like, at first you think it's sort of innocuous, but then you're like, wait a minute, there's, there's something bigger out there. there. Like I can do a lot more than just the nine to five every day. Uh, and I decided that, you know, maybe, maybe I should consider this whole like entrepreneur thing. Well, um, boy, <laughs> I'm, I won't lie. Like I'm, I'm like, how much do I need to filter so that I don't get sued? <laughs> I don't want to get into too much specifics, but, um, 
at that time, I had a former colleague who struck out on her own and, you know, was like, hey, you know, I could really use your help. I need you. I need you. I need you. And she knew that, you know, I wasn't really super happy with my position and where I was at. Um, there was some friction with my boss at the time who, you know, was more concerned, I felt was more concerned about, you know, dollars than, than anything else. And I get it. Like now that I have my own business, like I understand that concern. Like you have to, you have to keep the lights on, you have to pay your bills. (laughs) The internet doesn't pay for itself. I get that. But it just felt like that was like the number one thing that was tantamount. So I started moonlighting for my friend and, um, decided that like hey you know what like I can do this so I took the big leap I saved up a bunch of money and decided that I was gonna walk and so I did and little did I know this was gonna be my first big mistake right um and it's you know I think it's important to have these kind of stories out there because like the Gary V's and all the people out there who are like I love the hustle I love the entrepreneurship Entrepreneurship is awesome, but if you think that, you know, you're going to, like, turn around and make a million dollars overnight, like, you're going to have a very rude break. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, unless you're extremely, extremely lucky, extremely fortunate, um, and more often than not, have been doing the hustle for, you know, at least 10 years. So I quit my job and <laughs> didn't have a lot of thought or foresight put into it. I just thought that, you know this gig where I had been moonlighting would cover all my bills, would cover everything. Um, Or at least, you know, things would pick up to the point to where it would sort of compensate for that. And guess what? It didn't. It did not. Um, And as it turns out, there was, you know, the, the business wasn't doing nearly as well as what had been portrayed to me. Mm-hmm. So there was <laughs> there was a lot of friction there. There was a lot of stress on my part because, you know, I've got a got a mortgage to pay just like everybody else. I have to buy groceries just like everybody else. Um, and so I decided that, you know, nobody was going to be more concerned about my future and and my career and my life than myself. And so that's when I decided, okay, I need to stop putting my eggs in this person's basket when, you know, they're sort of like, eh, it seems at that point borderline indifferent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I started. So this was you were a partner with someone in a business. I was, I was contracting um, okay. with her. Yeah. And so I just decided like, look, I can't like this, this kind of like financial instability. Like I get it. It's part of the package with being an entrepreneur but like I was living in Chicago at the time and I was like no this isn't gonna work for me so um I got in touch with an attorney you know they helped get me set up with and all this other stuff that they needed to do um in hindsight was totally not necessary (laughs) but I did it um and exactly (laughs) exactly or just google you know like Zoom if you want it quick, or just do it yourself and submit the paperwork. Right. Like, I was like, oh wow. Like, but people have business models built around this thing, so mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, so my first year in business, 
was was really really tough like i think i made maybe three thousand dollars through my business um and After i decided your expenses and everything yeah yeah um and so like that was it like i was like okay like this was the kick in the pants and then the next year we did a lot better <laughs> and so um you know we continue to build and and just just hustle i mean right. I learned to, you know, really reach out and forge relationships with people. Um, Ash Amberger of the Middle Finger Project, she, I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but she says, being an entrepreneur will force you to, to confront every demon that you thought you buried in the graveyard of your own heart. And it's true. It's so true because, like, all your beliefs about, what you really believe, not what you say you believe to your friends, but you really believe about yourself, about money, about what you deserve, about your own capabilities. Like all these things are going to come like straight up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that that's really tough for women because I think women are harder on themselves. I mean, it's proven yes. women are much harder than, on themselves than men are. Men are like, oh, I can do anything. Right. But women are like, okay, well, they say they can do this amount, but they really are up here. Yes, right? yeah. You know, like we're socialized. We're conditioned from a very young age to play it small, to be agreeable, to not rock the boat, um, you know, to to defer to a man. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to bash men here or anything like this. But well, it's a society thing. Yeah, like it's we're socialized and we're conditioned to look to somebody else for authority, to look to somebody else for permission. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell every woman who is listening to me, if you're waiting for permission, here it is. Go do the damn thing. You don't need anybody's permission. You're probably going to need some help and some support because entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur it can, be, can be a real, real lonely road. And to be quite frank, it can, can I swear on this? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's a mind sometimes like it really is and so you know I think it's important to have other people around you especially women who are going through the same thing who are on that journey to say oh my god like today was just such a show and I feel like I need to just quit and go like be a manager at McDonald's like just where all everybody goes through it everybody feels that way at some point and so I think it's important to talk about these things to be, yeah. to be have a support system yeah, yeah, because it's not going to be all puppy dogs and rainbows. Right. Um, but if you can endure, you know, the, the challenges, the hard times, you know, you'll get to the other side of it. And you're going to have wins. You will have success at, at some point or another. Like, it's inevitable to keep working, to keep going, right. to keep signing your and, system. And even when you fail, you'll learn from those failures. Right, right. And you fail fast. You figure out, okay, well, this didn't work for me, so I need to adjust my model so that, you know, we can get more of these kinds of clients instead of, like, these kinds of clients who are total nightmares and I never want to deal with them again. So, right. Like, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I think that's another thing that women sort of trip over, being being a boss, being an entrepreneur. You know, we're, we're trying to be nice. We're not accommodating. Mm -hmm. Don't wanna, and it's like no, like there are some clients. They think they're interviewing me. It's like no, honey. <laughs> I'm deciding if you want to work. You know, you do work for them, right? Because you know, with validation and things like this, like 
Mm-mm. You know, like validation is not easy. People think it's like buying a new TV. You just plug it in and it works, right? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Especially with like molecular tests. Like, you know right. what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, but there about. are, to be fair, there are some um, businesses out there that portray it as such. That, oh, this right. is simple. It's going to be done in two weeks. No problem. Here you go. And then they don't leave out all the blanks and things that yeah. need to be filled in. Right. right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cause they're trying to make that, they're trying to close that deal and make that sale. Right. And it's like, well, if you've got the contracts and the lawyers to protect you from the lawsuit, potentially that comes after that. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, my business is how I make money. This is how I pay my mortgage. This is how I pay my dog's vet bills. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've learned from experience that a bad client is worse than no clients at all. And so, you know, I think, you know, when you're just starting out, you know, people are like, quit your job, you're your boss, the devil. It's like, no, <laughs> Let, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like your boss is not the devil. Um, you know, keep, if you've got a side hustle, keep refining it, keep, keep, you know, working on finding, keep optimizing, don't stop. You know, like if, if something works for you, Great, you know, go in that direction. If something doesn't quite feel right, or if something just was a huge flop, cool. Like you learned something. Keep going, keep learning, <clears throat> and eventually, over time, your side hustle can become your main hustle. Um, but you know, people are like, "You don't need a job. You need guts." I'm like, <laughs> "You still need to pay your bills and pay, <laughs> pay for the you know thousand dollar premium for your health insurance." Right. I'm like. I'm looking at these people like, well, some of us aren't independently wealthy and right. <laughs> like, <laughs> come from money. Yeah. Like, oh, I can start 10 LLCs and it only matters that it doesn't even matter if any of them work. Right. Know? Yeah. It matters. Like <laughs> if it works for you, that's awesome. But I think that most Americans who, you know, are going to have a hard time scraping together a thousand dollars and if they come across an emergency or something, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is not true for them. Right. So, anywho, that's, um. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us and giving us your story and what your take is on being an entrepreneurial woman. Absolutely. Um, and so we'll, we'll have to uh, interview you again sometime <laughs> to touch on other topics. So Absolutely. Uh, there, there's so much to talk about, and I think that, it's great to get the information out there to other women, to encourage other women to be entrepreneurs, especially in the STEM fields. Um, exactly. because there just aren't a lot of women out there in science uh, that start their own business. So yep. women belong in science, women belong in business. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Science education, fitness too. Molecular moms got it all for you.